Hello and welcome to um, welcome back to American Horror Story podcast brought to you by Bald Move. You can find all of our podcasts on baldmove.com. I am Aaron and joining me tonight Cecily. Like she's going to throughout the season. We'll see. My co <laughs> <laughs> What you dumping me or my dump- what, what's what's going on here? I don't know. It's just like this season. You don't know what's going to happen. It's up in the air. It's just uh American Horror Story Bald Move question mark. <laughs> So uh, I'll give you 16 different possible ways this could go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was excited about this season because all of the trailers or I don't know, the teaser things were just super creepy. And there's a lot of spider based imagery, which is like my kryptonite Uh for just being scared. Like I still can't watch Frodo get stung except through Uh (laughs) my my fingers, peeking through my fingers. Uh Uh, Uh, what, What do you think your favorite one was? My favorite, uh, probably the eyelashes that turn into spiders that crawl out of the woman's you eyes. You liked that one? Well, I mean, that's the one that made me the most visibly, visibly uncomfortable. What about you? I liked the swamp creature one. Mm. You know, the classic uh, 30s style right. horror movie where she's being dragged into the swamp and then their right. arms come up entangled like they're in love now. Mm. I don't know. I like Creature from the Blue Lagoon. Uh-huh. Uh, Black Lagoon, you mean? Oh, Black Lagoon. Yeah, Blue, I just... <laughs> Blue Lagoon, that's just Brooke Shields. Is that her name? <laughs> uh, she gets entangled in a, a love monster, right? Her brother, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> they have an incest baby that, didn't, yeah, that, that has gills. That's pretty terrifying. Okay. Um, so, so a lot of people were speculating, and it's funny because when I started searching the Roanoke stuff, I found that some blog had found evidence and i'm not going to discuss because it's a spoilery nature that pointed to this kind of um being roanoke was the yeah theme. being being a roanoke and and in, in, in north carolina and and some ancient history colony colony kind mm-hmm. of stuff and uh, then it was published a couple times in a couple of different places that this season was called uh american horror story season six the mist subtitle mm. um and then, was, and then I, redacted so right. everyone was speculating on that being the theme right i remember being excited for that because mist is a very creepy show yeah and just the concept of like some kind of mist that's rolling in and you know i don't or know like the stephen king movie that you just don't know what's going to come out of it that was one of the creepy trailers was the the thing crawling on four legs through uh-huh. the mist down the railroad tracks um but nope or this, like the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where the mm-hmm. the fog turns you inside out. Uh, I'm not a Simpsons fan, but <laughs> hopefully someone gets the reference. Um, but no, the trailer that was actually accurate was the one with the nurse cutting the wind chime made out of teeth. Yeah, because I noticed that that was one of the elements of this um, episode that I recognized, the human teeth aspect of them kind of yeah. raining down. Ugh, so, I don't know what that means yet, but... So, knowing what you knew, and I didn't know hardly anything going into it, what was what did you think of this first episode? I liked it a lot. Uh, I think they went, are, they're going back to just horror and jump scares and less like uh, camp and gore, I guess. Well, I mean, because that's the last year was all about hot, slick, high fashion, high concepts, bloody, very bloody, yeah. uh, 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 and, and hit you, chic. It hit you right in the face through the first episode. This didn't, I thought it was more of a slow build, but also had a lot more genuine creepy feels. But I went on to the, both our forums and the subreddit 
seems like there's a lot of fans sharply divided. There's a lot of people like, yeah. I just don't get it. I don't understand what's all this. Like, this is a stupid dramatic concept. Right. There's a lot of lukewarm reviews out there, too. And I, and uh, I, 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 I had some of the same problems. I'm like, if the whole season is going to be like this conceit where you've got the survivors doing, you know, an interview on some kind of go show that does cut a lot of tension because as you know, there was at no time I was afraid that any of the principals were going to die because they're being interviewed about these events in this episode. So there wasn't a lot of tension. Right. Uh, like, you know, Sarah Paulson getting almost drowned in the first episode, not a lot of tension there anyway, but since she's narrating or Lily Robbie is, is narrating the events. That's like, well, I know she makes it out. And I wonder. I mean, that maybe, right. maybe they make it to episode two. Hmm. And then that's where the story ends. Or I, I heard some speculation, maybe on the forum, something like that, that maybe this whole season is about the production of this movie within a movie. Gotcha. Well, let's not get too far into that because that's the bulk of our feedback is people speculating about yeah. what's to come. Also, uh, did you notice that there was not a next week on or the season on like they commonly do with did. the first episode? And trailer? I also noticed there wasn't a um, like a. My favorite part of American Horror Story still is the credit sequence. Yeah. I think they're awesome. It's the, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of selling a series short say it's the best part, but also yeah. it's the best part. Right. My personal one is the Coven episode uh, season. Coven. Coven? Coven. All right. Coven. Uh, <laughs> now I'm confused again. Um, and I was kind of bummed that we're not going to get one. Are we going to get one? I don't know. Or are they going to keep up this conceit? Because that's, that is a big problem for me. If we never get a new spooky, you know kind yeah. of uh introduction i don't know what to do right uh to finish my point and i agree with you on that um they did release that trailer but they dropped it on twitter today um so i i put that in the forums for anyone who's interested who when did you, you do can, that just before i came over okay because I, I just scraped the forums for feedback <laughs> um all right so i think we should get into the episode by the way it looks like all these episodes are called chapter x this is chapter one yeah, they are not giving up anything nope Nope. Um, but they also, what they did give up is almost the entire cast of American Horror. Like, a lot of, like, uh, Kathy Bates. Oh. We got Russell Edgington. We got, uh, you know, Lily Robbie, of course, and Sarah Paulson and yeah. uh, uh, Uncle Juice. No, he's not a regular. Kind of. No, no, no. I mean, Cuba he, Gooding Jr., no. He got godfathered in from the OJ cast. Right. Are we going to see Schwimmer? Are we going to see some Schwimming? Juice. Are we going to see some Nathan Laning? Is he just going to pull the whole... I, I highly doubt it. But I'm saying, I, like... I know for a fact we're going to get Lady Gaga and Evan Peters. Are, are you telling me that uh, Ryan Murphy doesn't have the juice to grab a camera while he's got Nathan Lane on set and say, all right, Nathan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spray some chicken blood on you. I'm going to put you in a wife beater. No, and... the question is, does Nathan Lane have enough respect for himself to not do that? Nathan Lane played a meerkat. In a Disney movie. He was the voice of a meerkat. <laughs> it's okay. different. And how dare you? You're right. First of all. You're right. Point taken. Let's get to the let's get to chapter one, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did play a really good uh drag queen in the birdcage. Well, yeah, he's played a lot of many good things and you know, he was also <laughs> in the Broadway revival of uh Jesus the Christ, producers. the producers. Like he's been in a lot of good things and a lot, so no no disrespect to Nathan Lane. And also how dare you say being on American Horror Show is some kind of disgrace? Well, you're just, you're just dragging the Sarah Paulsons of the world through the mud. I mean, these are all great actors, but th- I mean, this isn't great material. Surely you uh, are. Uh, 
not in denial about that. I'm, I'm in denial through season, through episode one. All right, we'll you say see. that every season. Well, it's like it's like falling a sports franchise. Every year, you think this is the year you're going to get to the Super Bowl, and then like sometimes you're right. in the fight until the last week, and sometimes the wheels fall off in the second or third week. Uh-huh. So, um, as he t- sheds a tear for his Colts. Uh, so let's get into this. Um, my Roanoke nightmare. We're introduced to Shelby and Matt, played by Andre Holland, which we're like, where have we seen this awesome dude from? And then it hit us both at the same time. Oh my mm-hmm. God, this is Dr. Algy from, uh, not the Boardwalk Nick. Empire. Yeah, the Nick. I always <laughs> want to say Boardwalk Empire. Uh, and he is awesome. I'm excited. I, th- that's the thing. Like surely between him and Lily Robbie, they're going to do something more than just be talking heads this season. You would think. Uh, I mean, I should hope so. I, I I like the idea of the, you know, the movie being about or the show being about the uh, production of this movie within a movie. So that mm. way, we get to see them, you know, full bodies. Uh, they are much like us, um, very madly in love, and everyone that is with them is just disgusted and, and, and vomiting about how awesome they are. Blech. Um. Then we it cuts to a narrator or a reenactment by Sarah Paulson and, and Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, where they explain that um, he got promoted to this this head, a big hot hot shot uh, medical salesman position, mm-hmm. and she got pregnant to start a family uh, the very same day, and they went out to celebrate, and unfortunately. Matt got cold cock in a game of knockout. Yeah, he did. He went down hard. I'm, and I'm telling you, the juice hit the cement with his knees. Like, I, I, I watched that in slow motion. He really sells the fact that he just got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, he was gone. Also, I mentioned this when we were watching last night, but I did some research, and there's this is widely considered to be some kind of urban myth. What? This gang, gang like, like, the fact that this is a gang initiative and initiation this happened, like... There was a few people that got knocked out, like, on the street, uh, fairly close to each other. And this, like, became, like, a media hysteria thing where it's like, oh, this is a gang initiation. And uh, if you're a white person walking down the street, watch out. You're going to get cold cocked. And people are dying from it and all this. And there is not a lot of evidence that this was any kind of widespread practice. Oh, I didn't think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that there's roving gangs knocking people out in the street in Los Angeles. Yeah. But... How about the mean streets of Cincinnati? Yes, obviously. Obviously. Um, but anyway, regardless of what you feel about that, he got punched. And in this universe, it was a gang initiation. Broke his... It just fucked him up. Like, he Broke was sitting... his orbital socket. His orbital socket, that, that little bone structure to hold your, your eyeball in place. It's got, oh, I just got it was caved this in. thing, too. The whole... Yeah, it is. It's like the whole crater area. Okay. Um, I thought it was the cheek part, most mostly. Uh, swelling looks like well all of it imagine if you get your face caved in the whole thing's gonna swell up recovered very nicely though he did he did so still both both the reenactor and the actual man are very handsome how did the i wonder how the puncher's hand is right now oh yeah i mean if you hit someone hard enough to break their face sure was he wearing knuckles or something? It's just, it just his hand is like a sack of white castles now. It's just <laughs> soggy and there's grease coming out of it yeah. and, you know, some cheese here and there. Um, but they, they so, you know, uh, Shelby goes into the doctor and says, look, I need to touch him because I got the healing touch. Sure enough, he wakes up and he's doing fine, but the blood starts trickling from between her legs. She's lost a baby. Dead baby. Dead baby. And Dead it's... Gina or Jim. Whoa, whoa. Gina? Gina. Yeah, sure. Gina. Uh, She's got lots of experience with losing babies. 
But Jim's really missing out on this dead baby action. Yeah. Well, he's only interested in the zombie baby, which, you know. We might get. We might get. This is a Bartholomew part two. Question. Electric Bartholomew. <laughs> Wild speculation. Okay. Doctor says he thinks that uh, the juice won't ever wake up. Mm. Did the juice wake up? Oh, is the juice still dreaming? Is there a ghost inhabiting his body right now? Uh, well, is that dude. why he was drawn to this place in the woods? Mm, possibly. Possibly. Uh, ghost sex. Haven't seen ghost sex this hot since Patrick Swayze. Uh, so they both agree that the city doesn't feel safe, what with ra- roving bands of hoodlums, sucker-punching people dozens of times a day. Cops <laughs> can do nothing about it. They decided to go out and move east, because uh, he's from the kind of country, coastal area of North Carolina. His sister and mother's out there. They got support. They're gonna they're gonna go do it. And, and they wander through the woods, picnicking, and they come across this giant mansion that apparently only has three bedrooms in it. And is unlocked, and there's nobody living in there, no broken windows. Yeah. Only three bedrooms. We've been house hunting wrong. We've been going through real estate sites and and realtors, and what we should do is we should just pack up a picnic basket and go traipsing through the forest and see what see what yeah, happens. Yeah, just hold hands and skip around. We'll probably get like... shot by hillbillies. I don't know. In, is the, it... in the hills of uh, Ohio and Kentucky. Would you take a hit for a $40,000 mansion? You know what? That's the thing. I think one of the most un- – there's two unbelievable things in this episode, and I'll get to one of them later. But the first is that this this house, which is roughly the size of Downton fucking Abbey, yes. has three bedrooms, two baths. It didn't say two baths. That was my mistake. Oh, really? Okay. It was, she said two stories. Two stories, three bedrooms. One bathroom. <laughs> uh, unless those bathrooms are the size of, like, basketball courts. Bedrooms. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, the bathrooms do. Probably. Unless those bedrooms are the size of basketball courts, there's no way that's a three bedroom. It's, um, Actually, it's, you know um, what? it's huge. That bathroom was massive. They did have a scene in there. Yes. I mean, we've seen two two bedrooms that are big. Uh-huh. But where's the rest of the house? Yeah. Is it just open floor plan right i mean this yeah i mean this has got this massive kitchen it's got this giant ass library it's like again it's like it's like a downton abbey of the north of, of north carolina and it's got three bedrooms i don't buy it uh me either we saw a house a quarter of its size and it had two kitchens yes so and and that's from about roughly the same age i don't it, i don't know how ancient this house is that's going to be it's interesting from roanoke era they they, times, they say I it's assume. from 1792 the house we looked at was uh, only 140 years old so uh, it's significantly two kitchens is a modern thing <laughs> sure yeah they only had two kitchens in the 19th century uh, anyway, they, it's built in 1972. It's this huge house. It's, there's, it's going up for auction. The starting bid is 21,000 and it's got 10 acres, but you can't build on. It's protected lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, some red flags here. And, uh, uh, the juice just can't see what the deal is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's some hillbillies there to bid against him. They get in a little bidding war and he decides to puff out his chest and throw down 40 grand, mm-hmm. which apparently outbids the hillbillies. Apparently. They had twenty. They they brought twenty five grand in their pockets between the three of them, and he's a fool. He could have gotten that house for twenty six. Mm. Might have, he could have got it for forty one and a mouthful of spit. Which so you got the older dude, the more normal looking dude, and then one dude that's just got some fucked up dentures he's wearing. Did you know that one of those dudes is Chaz Bono? No. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Wow. Right? It's the normal looking guy, yeah. right? Okay, well that 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 makes perfect sense. You think we'll see more of that? Um sure, why not? Eh. 
I mean, I, 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 it feels like this fam, the, that trio is going to be significant. Like, they're very recognizable, except for Chaz, who seemed like the most normal of the hillbillies. Right. I don't know. I, I feel like that yeah, we'll see him again. Uh, so they, they are all excited, but as they pan out and the hillbillies go leave with disgust uh, because they've been defeated on the field of auction, uh, we see a naked, dirty figure hiding in the woods, kind of skulking around behind yeah. the trees. And that was the first kind of like, oh, shit, creepy. Did you notice it immediately or did it like twitch first? Uh, no, I, cause I'm always, that's my, another one of my kryptonites. Like there's, I remember this episode of, um, the X-Files mm-hmm. where there's like these, um, stealth creatures, like stealth Bigfoots to hide in the woods and like, you know, you'd pan over them and then they open their red eyes and like that shit always gets me. So I'm always, I'm always ultra paranoid. I'm always looking at the edges and like trying to anticipate the jump scare before it gets me. Right. Nine nine times out of ten, it gets me anyway. Sometimes the laser focus uh-huh. makes the jump scare more effective. I, because you're on edge. Right. Like, if you just kind of... Re- it's kind of like, you know, they say to drunk people when they get into car accidents, they survive improbably because they're relaxed. They're not tensing up for the crash. Well, that's me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tensing up. So you're not supposed to brace yourself when you crash? You're supposed to get super drunk when you crash a car. Oh. Yeah. I've been doing it wrong. That's a tip from the National Highway Trans uh, Transportation Safety D-O-T. Association. Uh, check local laws as they apply. Also, don't drink and drive. That's bad. Uh, so, <laughs> Matt's loving... The, also, don't crash your car. <laughs> don't crash your car either. That's also bad. Uh, Matt's loving the country life, but Shelby's a bit reluctant. And what... As I forgot to m- mention in notes, but in one of these vignettes early on, she says... It was before they started bidding. She said, I felt danger here. Okay. Yeah. She felt like the house was evil or something like that. Okay. I don't know. But uh, the the juice dropping 40 grand got her wet. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. What you can know. you do? Uh, flashing, the, flashing the cash. It does it for some people. Uh, but Matt's saying he's loving the country, but he senses from Shelby a bit of reluctance. But he's like, you know what? She just lost a baby. And <laughs> you know, I barely even was aware of the concept of being a father. And of course, she's a woman. And that's like, you know, she's deeply invested in that. So it figures, right? Right? R- right. Uh, they uh, Shelby starts juicing Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but then they hear some really weird guttural screaming and loud pounding at the door. Matt goes down to investigate. Something has flat out torn up the garbage. There's blood spatters everywhere. He's like, this is too big to be a coon, even a bear. Just as he's thinking of that, someone throws a barrel at him. I'm starting to suspect Donkey Kong. You know what? I hadn't considered that. Right. But that's got to be the big twist this season. He needs a big wooden mallet. Evan Peters would do it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, he's I... great at screaming. Yeah, right. Just being just, and Donkey Kong's famously angry all the time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, did you notice back to the the sex scene? You notice yeah. Sarah Paulson's, or maybe they added it uh, f- as a touch to uh, Shelby's character, her sweet lower back tattoo. Yes. So Shelby there is there is a is, certain is, type of person they're trying to make. Shelby is the whitest of white girls. Mm-hmm. Like I she's, watched her. Oh, I watched her eat a bowl of yogurt and fresh blueberries. I watched and her brush her teeth in UGG boots. Yes, that's the other thing I was going to go to. There's uh, a deleted but, scene of her going through the Starbucks drive-thru and getting a PSL, <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice. Right, too. right. While while she's doing yoga. <laughs> yes. Is she a yoga instructor? Yes. Okay, so she's an out. She's unemployed. She went to school for two years. Two years for. Yoga. Yo- yoga instruction. Yes. Okay. That's that screams community college to me. She's got a gluten allergy, by the way. She has a gluten that's the other thing about her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm And she knows it. And she knows that that's a point of contention. Right. 
right. for people about her. But she but she says it like rolling her eyes like, oh, Lee, no, Lee's got a point. You're a yeah. little bit much. Yeah. You're a little bit much. Uh, so anyway, the this unites the couple and regardless of their misgivings, they're refusing to be victims and this is their house, god damn it. They're <laughs> going to stand their ground. Um, so... Uh, the juice runs to the nearby town, and Shelby is left alone, and she endures a hailstorm of human teeth that mysteriously disappear when Matt gets home to investigate. Uh, she's also in the scene wearing a weird backwards cardigan sweater. Backwards? Yeah, like, I, it's completely she's got open. She's the back cut out. It's the, it's the style. I just don't see how that works in a knit sweater. It had, you know, it was connected at the top At the and top bottom. and bottom. So it's just going to gate, like when she's doing her Shiva Vastas and Shag Nasties and you gotta be Shastas warm, and but breathable. Fantas. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's it's a it's a crazy, crazy uh, style. Uh, what did you think about the human teeth stuff? Creepy. I don't know. I don't know if they're just doing it to be scary or if there is an actual origin of teeth. Did you? The other thing is, I thought the teeth looked. I, I mean, they're supposed to be human teeth, but they looked weird. They had like notches cut out of them, and almost like they're carved out of wood. I wonder if that's going to be significant, huh? or maybe they're, pig, they're supposed to be pigs' teeth. I, I think we're reading too much into it. I think a uh, tornado just went through a dentist dumpster, sure, right, and and dropped it from the sky. Well, I know the dentists, like you know, when they build like um, you know I, uh, I, dentures and stuff. Like, there's like uh, my dad used to be a dental lab. Well, I guess he retired as a dental lab tech, and part of the thing he did is build dentures, and he had. In his laboratory, just you know, a bunch of teeth. Yeah, bunch of teeth. So maybe yeah. it just hit like a dental lab supply depot. I, I mean, I guess I should be asking you this question: Is this a bugaboo for you? I know you have a thing about you know unnatural rain. <laughs> no, because no? I, because because uh, as long as it's not fish. If, if 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 the juice had come home and the yard was full of human teeth, I'd have been like, okay. But I like the fact that they were gone. Yeah, they were like some kind of hallucination thing. So no, it didn't. It, it didn't. It, we don't have a teeth NATO situation to worry if about. If it rains teeth, do you grab a handful to keep? <laughs> well, you never know. Scientific study? I probably would. I sell them on the ivory market. <laughs> human teeth? Come on, that's yeah. got to command some kind of weird premium. It's hot. Uh, so she pours herself a bottle of wine in one of those huge white girl glasses and gets into the nicely refurbished outdoor hot tub looking thing that I guess this uh, old thing this this old mansion came equipped with. Just three bedrooms, but it's got a rockin' rockin hillbilly hot style hot tub. I didn't Wh- see any power going to that thing. And it didn't appear hot. Like there was no yeah. steam coming up. Just a tub of water. I think it's just a mosquito breeding ground is what it is. <laughs> yes. Like it's yes. there, there's some problems here, and uh, the, hill, the the chief among them are the hillbillies that come to drown you because they grab her head and they just hold her down, and she's thrashing before we violently cut the commercial. I don't think they were the hillbillies. No, I, I think it's the same Roanoke clad people that come at the end. But I think they are the hill, but like those the hillbillies are connected to them, and they all wear kind of the same rough spun garb. I don't think so. The the costumes at the end were very much well. Sure, dated. the Kathy Bates and but but I thought the dude with the fucked up teeth looked like he was wearing an almost period costume. Well, she told the police that they were had like period type costumes on. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, her own. But yeah, and they okay. were carrying torches and pitchforks, much like the people at the end. Right, but then again. Like if the cast of Hee Haw came and tried to drown me, I would tell I would say that people they were wearing costumes, even though that's 
clothes that people wear. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so now we get to the other unbelievable part of the episode. Uh, Matt. The only other one. Matt, the juice, is in rally two hours away. He makes to drive in one. You're going to tell me a black man is going to drive 120 miles an hour through the countryside of North Carolina and make it without being stopped, arrested, shot, all of the above? Yeah. So he made it in half, but then the cops detained him for 90 minutes. He got there a half hour late. Have you ever done anything like that before? Uh, I'm not going to say. I have. Have you? You've driven 120 miles an hour? Not 120, but I've, you know, up. 76. 80, 100. Oh, 80. Between 80 and 100 for an entire drive. Uh huh. And I think the fastest time I got was like a two hour, two and a half hour drive in. Like one and a half? Hmm. Pretty fast. That was going... I mean... You, so you're going over 100 miles an hour for an extended amount of time. Had to be, yeah. Huh. I don't really remember. All right. Well, the cops... I will, was also the cops, stupid drunk. The cop- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you crash? Were you okay? <laughs> I was fine. I was fine. It was so relaxing. You're thrown, <laughs> you're thrown, it was like a day at the spa. <laughs> you were thrown, thrown from the vehicle, so you're out of the immediate danger. <laughs> yes. So, and, and you land into a basket full of kittens, so it all worked out. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so he gets there, and he confronts the policeman who's completed his investigation, says there's no sign of struggle, says your wife is kind of... And he goes, no, nah, bullshit, there's a bunch of hillbillies trying to run us off, they've been doing it the whole time. He goes, oh yeah, that would be the Polks, I'll go talk to them. Uh, they're hard to find. They're hard to find, unless they buy and move into a mansion. Yes. Like once a generation, this thing goes on sale, and we hope that they'll buy it so we'll know where to find them. But <laughs> they're still wandering, wandering the hills. bastards got here first. Sons of bitches. Uh, Shelby's worried that Matt doesn't believe her because, you know, the whole teeth thing and now people trying to drown her and when he's, all these things happen when he's magically not there. Well, all the evidence is to the contrary of her stories as well. Yeah, the teeth are gone. Right. Right. But he assures her that he does a hundred percent, but she still can, she confides in the modern day retelling that, uh, she doesn't confide in him that she doesn't want to live there anymore. Yeah. So... I, to tell you the truth, I would want to live there at this point. Uh, the teeth was one thing. Uh, being drowned in my own hot tub would be the 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 the, the straw that broke the Aaron's back. Right. She was drinking though. Right. Which she, she, that's she what seems happened. to have a pattern of doing whenever he goes out of town. That's paradoxically, you want to get drunk and relax in a car, but in a yeah. hot tub, you want to be rigid and alert at all times because they're <laughs> death traps. Do not relax in a hot tub. Do, Do not. not. Do not. You will it, you will slip beneath those dark waters and never come back. <laughs> uh, so later that night, Matt investigates a disturbance that he hears outside the front door and finds a de- what appears to be a dead-skinned dog. I think it's a, do- it's a dog, it's a right? Pig. Is it a pig? It's a pig. But it looked very much like the dog they buried in the beginning. For some reason, both of these animals were skinned. No, I mean, it's this is just that the, what you're referring to as the beginning is just the scenes from this episode. Because they open this up as if it was a ghost hunter where they show, like, snippets of what you're going to see to get you all excited so you don't turn to American Pickers or something else. Oh, shit, I misremembered. Yeah, so it's, it's just, just showing. It's a pig? Okay. It's a skinned pig. I thought it looked piggish. missing its ears. I thought it looked piggish, but when I saw, just looked at its feet, I thought I saw claws and not hooves. But, I, you know, whatever. It's... it's <laughs> 
Well, dogs don't have claws or hooves. They have claws? <laughs> what What do you think dogs have on their paws? Paws. But they have claws. <laughs> what would you call the nail of a dog? Nails. Oh, God. Feetses. Yeah. Little footses. No, they have claws. They can They're scratch you. Uh, so he buries it early in the morning before Shelby can see because she's already freaking out about the teeth. Like, if she sees the skinned pig, it's all over. Uh, he also decides to get the bright idea, since this is all happening away from his presence, that he's going to install remote cameras that are hooked to a cell phone, and he's mm-hmm. going to be all on top of things. No teeth raining on his wife anymore without him being able to see it. And I thought it was a bold move to have a Game of Thrones crossover in the first episode. Oh? Yeah, the three-eyed ravens there behind him. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. Uh, uh, you know, th- Juice. When you're done with this episode, you, you, when you're done with this series, you won't you won't have to run. You can fly. Or, yeah. I just butchered that. I, I I think the camera idea is great. Obviously, it worked out well for him. I think it'd be super annoying to get a text message alert every time there's motion in your outdoor camera, especially in the country. Right. When there's like deer and bear and skin pigs running around. Yeah. And I also thought it was way overboard for him to put the cameras inside the bathrooms, too. Yeah. Well, that's well, just creepy. creepy. Well, and you know, they're uh, he's not doing a lot of sale- selling. Every time he's in the middle of a sales pitch, he's got to run back home. So maybe... He's uh, doing some, uh, you know, uh, hiddenbathroomcam.com. Right. OJ's camera emporium kind of thing to make a little bit of money on the side. Uh, you got to pay for these renovations. You and do. You know you what? She's to. not really contributing to the household. Nope. She is an unemployed yoga instructor. Uh, so he also, as a second stopgap measure, asked his sister to stay, who is Lee. And oh, shit, it's Tara's mom from fucking True Let Blood. Let She... In the house. Is, uh, I like her. I feel bad that she's typecast as, as a woman a with, with a, an addiction problem. Sure. Constantly. And it's really unfortunate because she has to drag Angela Bassett into her addiction issues. Yes. I mean, this, that she's, she's like, Angela, God damn it. Now uh, you, 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 Angela you, gets to play the, the sober one, though. Does she? They're both sober. <laughs> what do you think about the, the, uh, dichotomy of, Adina Porter is the actress's name, um, who's much more like soft-spoken and frailer looking mm-hmm. as opposed to Angela Bassett's, you know, tough as nails, badass type of character. I think it's actually kind of funny because that's the thing about these reenacting shows is that they like have all these people that are real people and then they're reenacted by people that are straight out of central casting. And sometimes... There is not really a whole lot of resemblance. Right. But, you know, most of the actual reenactments are, you know, brief glimpses or, you know, blurry action sure. where you just see the the wig. It's, it's floating not half around. the show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I just thought that was an interesting choice. Uh, she uh, Shelby mentions to his side that, you know, Lee and her don't get along because she's not down with her whole yoga and two years of college and gluten thing, which I thought it's like. When she said not down, was she saying, like, implying that Lee doesn't have any college? Because the next scene, Lee comes back with, I have graduated with a degree in law enforcement from UNC. I think she's saying that uh, two years of college means that you didn't finish your four-year degree. Right. So she's judging her for dropping out of college and becoming a yoga instructor. Right. And it's not even college. What she's judging is not college. It's fucking yoga school. Right. That's the other thing. Right. You know, whatever. Uh, you, you do not have an associate's degree in yoga therapy, okay? 
so we find out that Lee wanted to be a detective. Uh, and unfortunately, during a raid on a home involving a baby, she got shot, I think, in the arm or shoulder blade. And shot her right in the spine. <laughs> She's par- also a dead ghost. Spoiler alert, she becomes Batgirl. Uh, how awesome would that be? That would be amazing. Angela Bassett, What's a wheelchair fighting crap. Oracle. The Oracle. Yeah, you skip the whole Batgirl, go right to Oracle. Right to Oracle. Uh, and we just, just her life just hits high speed in this thing because we go from her getting shot that now she's addicted to painkillers because of the therapy and she accidentally runs a serial rapist off the road who then commits suicide and then one of her fellow officers finds her pill bottle and then her husband divorces her and she's fired. I'm like, my head is spinning. I'm like, man, could we have spent a minute? Could I have seen, like, a montage of her disappointing her daughter and disappointing her husband? Because this all happened so fast. And also, I'm thinking, what kind of horseshit police union does North Carolina have that you can get wounded in the line of duty and get addicted to painkillers under mm-hmm. the doctor's supervision and you get fired? Right. When they catch you? Right. Like, I think that, you know, obviously you would get some therapy and some help, but, like, I just felt like all this, like, I'm I'm missing a whole lot more to the story that's not here. And I'm hoping that they're not going to ask me to invest in her relationship with her husband and her daughter uh, without doing a lot more uh, groundwork in future episodes, because this is the one... Other than not having a credit sequence, this is my biggest complaint. Like, Lee just seems like that briefest sketch of a character. I agree with you. But I just think that Angela Bassett is so strong that she just sells me on whatever is going through her head. But, you know, like, they pull, like, Letty Mae pulls the can we stop, please, at this moment when she loses. Also, she says, my husband got full custody of Flora. I only got three days out of 14. That's not full custody. You guys got some kind of shared custody, okay? Um, And then she says, can we stop, please? And I'm like, this is kind of clunky because I barely know this woman. I haven't seen her daughter. Her mm-hmm. husband's wa- was on for five seconds screaming about how you've not touched me in a month. And like suddenly, like, like so the, this- can we stop, please? I might have bought with Shelby losing her baby because they kind of sold that moment. But here it's just like, I, I don't know how to feel about any of this. And I'm not connecting this character. Did she get shot a month ago and she's still recovering? Because I think that well, might be on the border of being a believable amount of time for you to continue to take painkillers. I don't think, because she said she went from taking two a day to two an hour. So I feel like that this has happened over the course of months. But the other thing is, like, also you she seems to not be impaired at all in her job. For two like, painkillers an hour? I'm thinking... You'd be falling asleep at the that's wheel. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I... I but I guess they needed her to be in trouble, but not like uh, I fell asleep and, and, and killed a minivan full of people kind of in right, trouble. Right, Or I ran a school bus full of children off the road kind of trouble. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what they're doing. This is the one critique I have of this episode. That's not quite landing for me. Do you think all this uh, scary stuff in this house is going to drive her to drink or start using again? It seems like they're setting that up, yeah. Another addiction demon. Are we going to see the addiction demon again? Ooh. Uh, haven't seen his chromed drill bit penis in, in many a many a month. <laughs> uh, so now we have Lee and Shelby alone in the house, and they are going to be tormented by a series of strange things. And first, each other and each other. Uh, first, knives start moving on their own. Uh, then Lee comes d- down and asks quite reasonably, "Hey, I'm a recovering addict. Could you not drink in front of me? Could you? Could you not? Could you not how drink? Would you, how would you feel about that? I don't know. It's interesting." Have someone um, live with you. Like, I like to drink. I do. 
Yeah, I, I feel like when the, someone's through recovery, then that's okay and reasonable. But like, if you're like, you know, 15 years clean and sober, I, I mean, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know what's appropriate to ask. And like, it's funny because I just listened to the latest Harmontown and Andy Dick's talking about his struggle with sobriety and how he's kind of, you know, still white knuckling like for the last two or three years. And of course, I think Dan and Dino and everybody's like drinking ki- oh. and, and they talk about it and it's like super uncomfortable and. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know where the lines are. And I guess it's like it's up to you to figure that out with your family and friends, you know? If if I had a friend that was recovering in any length of time, like I remember I found out my boss, uh, my, my boss at my second to last job was like a 23-year recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately felt like a jackass of all the times I drank in front of him. Um, but he, uh, when we were having a conversation, I think I was actually having a beer over lunch. And he oh, said, man. because he asked and, he, and I'm like, oh, man, I feel like I fucked up. He's like, no, that's OK. Like, I'm, I'm used to it. You know, all these company parties. Is yeah. Full of, so I can't drink in front of my boss unless he or she is also drinking. I'm wondering how that happened because I'm I, I roll the same way. I, I wonder if he because I I wonder if he invited like, do you want a beer? And I got it. And then he didn't order. It, and I thought I just oh, failed a test. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You did. By the uh, way. Probably. Yeah. So. That's why he promoted me and, and 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 said so many nice things about me. I just failed every test he gave me. <laughs> anyway, that's management. <laughs> that's management. Anyway, uh, so they uh, they negotiate the whole drinking thing, and I thought I actually thought that Shelby's going to whirl on her there, but she's actually pretty cool about that. Uh, Lee assures her that like I've lost my badge, but I'm still packing. But you're not. Your gun is going to be locked up and useless this entire episode. Um, and Lee in a side in the, in the, in the Letty Mae voiceover says that she was thinking that Shelby, she was skeptical of Shelby's claim. She thought that she was just trying to get her brother to move back out to LA. Uh, but then a That's bottle a move. I thought they were in New York, which made it seem no, they for went, me they to be more as far away from LA as they possibly could. Yeah. All right. Uh, you get punched in the mean streets of L.A. and you just want to get you just want to get as far away from there as possible. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then a bottle, an empty wine bottle, rolls into Lee's bedroom, and she is furious, and she goes to confront Shelby for fucking with her. Um, the meanwhile, ghost, the ghost or whatever kind of monster threw that wine bottle in her room and drank it too. Finish the bottle off. Well, he's gonna have to get in his ghost car. And take off before <laughs> He's the... gotta drive. Right. You got to. You got to. Uh, so she... Uh, Matt, meanwhile, Matt's in his hotel room, again, trying to sell fucking his medical shit. And he sees the house under siege by a mob of torch-wielding hillbillies. He is also drinking alone. Yep, yep. He's popping open again, a bottle of vodka. I don't think these are the hillbillies. Well, I'm I'm calling. Every- I'm just. You can say what hey, you want. I'm hey. just respectfully disagreeing. Hey. I do not agree with your commentary. You got overalls. You got a pitchfork. You got a torch. I'm calling you hillbilly. Not a goddamn one of those people is wearing overalls. Got tar in their heels. <laughs> Hillbillies. So anyway, uh, Matt's like, God damn it! I got to. I'm gonna try calling these women and tell them to get the fuck out, but they can't hear him because they are having an argument about who loves Matt more. When Lee hears the home invaders entering uh, the the a door. Maybe it's a basement door. Maybe it's, it's unclear to me. But mm-hmm. they hear weird basements come, uh, noises coming from the basement to go to investigate. Lee arms herself with a, pit, uh, a pipe wrench, and the pair discovered a source of the noise, which is a TV that's playing a videotape in the basement depicting 
a man in the woods who we find out is Russell Edgington, mm-hmm. the man, the myth. Or, or are we going with Liz Taylor? Russell Edgington. Still Russell forever. Edgington? Okay. Now uh, and forever. He is stalking what appears to be a pig monster or perhaps a man wearing a pig's head. Piggy man. I mean, this is going back to Coven because Coven was all about dudes with like bull heads and no, shit. No, this is going back to Murder House. Oh. There was... There's if, a pig if, face murderer? Yeah, if you don't recall, the the main character guy, Dermot Mulroney, D- Dylan McDermott, one of those. Right. He, uh... Don't ask me to get in the, he, he was say their names. He was a psychiatrist who, he saw clients in his own home. So one of his clients told him a story of... Piggy man, a butcher who wore a pig head uh, mask. No, no, no. It was an actual pig head that he'd hollowed out. Would wear it when he went to slaughter pigs so that they would think he was one of them. Pigs is dumb. Yeah. Well, one day he, I guess he tripped and fell into this group of pigs. And the legend has it that they didn't find a scrap of him. But, you know, months, days, weeks, I don't know. Later, uh, some of his old butcher customers would show up dead, gutted, and like their their throats cut and bleeding over the sinks like uh-huh. uh, like you would butcher a pig. Uh-huh. That's a story. You know, Babe talked a lot of shit about sheep, <laughs> but at least they had like a challenge response system. If you can fool a pig into thinking that you're one of them just by wearing a crude pig mask, then who who's the real sheep, Babe? <laughs> who's the real sheep? Uh, I, I I can't get enough of your Babe references. It happens so far more often than you would I think. I secretly love Babe and Babe Peak in the he, City. He, they're they're very formative experiences for me. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen those movies. You oh well, guess what we're doing this Christmas? Not not that. So um, he's uh, Russell Edgington is is holding the camera and he's thrown to the ground Blair Witch style. Uh, so his face is in focus and he's saying, "I finally found you, son of a bitch." Uh, and I think the tape ends there. Yep. Uh, Matt decides to try to take off from his hotel, fuck your medical sales, and get there from 100 miles an- uh, away. Presumably, he's going 200 miles an hour while they're cowering in the basement as the hillbillies just run amok through the house upstairs. Uh, seems they're busy stringing up a bunch of Blair Witch ornaments through the house. Now, mm-hmm. I thought that this... I started thinking at this point, like, this is a pretty cynical tie-in to the new Blair Witch Project. Right. But I found out that a lot of other people thought so, and they were discussing it, and I guess that the Blair Witch Project was announced very, very recently. Right. Comic-Con, and, maybe? Yeah, and no one and like no one knew about it until this, this uh, season was well into production. Right. So, like, it's just kind of a happenstance that right. he's referencing kind of a Blair Witch-style found footage thing with these like you know weird witch voodoo dolls these true detective uh, devils yeah and there was there was even god's eyes funnily enough um a blair witch commercial during this episode yeah and like they're showing like the the logo blair and they look exactly like these dolls that they've tied up all over the house yeah all over the place uh Matt sees it, and the cops say this is just a simple act of vandalism from the good old boys. I know it's it's at least breaking and entering. Come the fuck on. Yeah. And his opinion is terrorism. Matt goes down to see the video, and he gives us a better picture of this pig man. Uh, and he op- opines that they're just trying to get us to leave. And uh, Shelby comes back quite reasonably. Well, it's working. And then Lee interjects, well, you got to let the cops uh, do their job. Uh, you know, hashtag blue jobs matter. <laughs> and... It's really starting to strain their relationship, and Shelby decides, fuck this, I'm taking off. Uh, the human being has a flight or fight response, and my flight response is 
is working. ticked off. It's working. So I think that this $40,000 house that they've already put a number of renovations into. The hot tub alone. Right. This can sell for more than $40,000. Just don't auction it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, don't you think? I, I think it's worth more than $40,000 pre-renovations. Right. The problem is if they get to go to an auction, Juice would be in the background just reflexively. 60000 I can't stop myself. I can't stop myself. Uh, Shelby getting turned on and then that's right. cycle the continues. The cycle continues. Maybe that's the theme that this is just going to, this, this tragedy is going to replay over and over again. I mean, do you agree? You know, location's everything, and this I, I this seems like it's pretty remote. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I in what world does this building sell for this this what three two hundred year old building? Mm-hmm. Just a store in in this condition, mm-hmm. it sells for forty thousand. Like this is the clearly some kind of fucked up fairy tale land. It looks super nice inside. Yeah. In fact, I'm I'm thinking about incorporating some of those elements in our house wherever right. we can. Oh <laughs> like... yeah, I want that spiral staircase with the glass dome that that yeah. would look really super classy. Yeah, I like the open shelving in the kitchen. You can get that in our price range, right? Yeah. Oh, 40, the open shelving. Off. Uh, that's for people who have dishes that match, not the menagerie that we have. We've got Avengers glasses and Batman glasses Little and bowls mason with jars faces on them. and like 10 different wine glasses. None of them match. It'll be cute. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll work. It'll the, look the... like, it'll look like a, a hail of human teeth in dish form have landed on our shelves is the problem. It's going to be misshapen and crooked. And, that's and... my aesthetic. Okay. No one gives a shit about our dish situation. Uh, so... Shelby is fleeing. She is distracted by Matt calling her, saying quite reasonably, what the fuck? And what shit? Who just leaves without saying goodbye? It's not like he's going to physically force you to stay. But you can pack a bag and say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't agree and I'm out. She, you know, is used to the comfort of Uggs. So when co- when confronted with this much unpleasantness and discomfort, she just asked. She's. It, I don't think this was a conscious decision. She just started. I mean, she's not leaving forever. She's just making no. a quick trip to Starbucks to she's comfort going to her. Just happened that she needs to drive as far as Los Angeles to feel comfortable. The ghost finished her wine. She's needed another bottle so that she could, you know, drive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like a game of ping. It's like a game of pong that's fueled by fear. She's just going to go back between L.A. and North Carolina <laughs> for the rest of the season. Anyway, she runs over this woman. Who happens to be Kathy fucking Bates. Just happens to be Kathy Bates. In, in who full just on... happened to wander onto the set. And then she, <laughs> and she just happened to have her Colonial Williamsburg outfit on. Because that's what she does in between American Horror Story seasons. <laughs> probably She's arm... wor- workshopping her accent. Right. Probably arms with another <laughs> shitty accent from a place that nobody knows about. Right. Roanoke, in this case. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought they were going to go with the I know what you did last summer deal, but she actually stops and tries to genuinely help this woman who flees off into the forest and leads her on a merry chase. And there is some effective fucked up stuff in here. Uh, she gets lost in this foggy forest. She finds herself surrounded by these Blair Witch craft stuff. A breathing patch of forest, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. And then a ring of torch-wielding, I'll say hillbillies, you say colonists. Whatever. It's all really cool. And then a man who... Actually, this group I'm calling West Bentleys. West Bentleys? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sure. For obvious reasons. Because West West Bentley. Bentley. Right in the middle of them. Uh, And then a man who appears to have been scalped stumbles towards her, grimacing as she screams us into the credits. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, it? Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the episode. That's all of it. It feels short when you recapped it, honestly. 
Yeah. We're just not used to doing an under an hour recap, I guess. Do you want to talk about our dishes some more? No. Okay. No, I do not. Let's do some feedback. Uh, Hef. 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 Straight out of Connecticut. Uh, says, if this entire season is a show within a show bullshit, I will not stick around. We already know none of these three characters will die or be at any real risk considering they're giving quote-unquote testimonials. The setting and concept, while great, but they are ruining with this format. I think how scary it would have been if you cut the testimonial bits and had the story otherwise the same. I kind of agree that this would have been a much more frightening tense episode had I not it had it not been framed the device of these people telling these stories. Now, I gotta think that Ryan Murphy knows that narrative weakness mm-hmm. so that he is going to do something clever with it. But then again, maybe he is just, you know, maybe he's like, you know what? I didn't even want to do a sixth season, but then uh Mercedes Benz called up with the, you know, and they they parked a shiny new six series in my driveway. And how can I say no to that? Yeah, especially since he's got Screaming Queens going on as well, mm-hmm. going into its second season. I haven't watched it yet. I thought it's like the third season now. No, second. Is it? Okay. And I hear it's it's terribly popular. It's terrible and popular? Terribly popular. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and good. Well, and I, I can't blame you, Hef. Um... Like I said, I, I, I'm going to have... And I thought this was... I guess I found that even though it wasn't suspenseful, it was creepy and had enough information of me wanting to know more about it that I'm I'm going to be in. And obviously, I'm, I'm stuck podcasting this, so I'm in it for the long haul. Stuck because podcasting. I can have just as much you fun. Gonna, you're going to let him talk to you like that, audience? I mean, I thought, uh, I thought some of the seasons that we've covered have been... Not great, oh, but it was. Yeah. St- it, it's it's like this show can still be entertaining to cover. It's kind of like The Walking Dead that way, or True Blood. It's still entertaining to cover, even if it sucks. Oh yeah, that's the reason I'm here. I don't <laughs> do serious shit with you. We tried that, and it went really, really poorly. Did we? Yeah, like we destroyed Banshee. Yeah. Uh, what was the other show that, that we was did? Never serious. What was the other show we did? Oh, uh, I don't know. I've got. I've garnered the name Undertaker for a reason. I know, but we we knew Banshee. We knew Banshee recently. was the last. Oh, we fucking murdered um, Penny Dreadful. We murdered See, Penny Dreadful. We're doing. That's why we don't do serious. We're back in a wheelhouse. Uh, of, Here we are. Prepare for eight more seasons. That we're just- hate watchable garbage is what we as our our wheelhouse. Right. Uh. Anyway, moving on to Frack and T. says, I think my Roanoke nightmare is the show within a show and that the real story eventually will be about the actors and actresses and the production thereof. Think about it. Of the quote-unquote real people that are not part of the dramatic reenactment, only one of them is in the series, semi-regular, and all the stars of AHS are in the reenactment. I kept waiting for someone to yell cut and to have the camera zoom out and show a production crew and actors breaking character, and I'm convinced it could still happen. Yeah, uh, so that's where I read that from before and i thought like and i was thinking like because i was a compiling this feedback i'm like oh that's not kind of a cool idea and then i got on reddit and people were making fun of the fact that even though it's supposed to be set in north carolina that's very obviously filmed in la oh is that, it? that's something that justified kind of struggled with too it's like this isn't i mean people say these things like obviously shot in canada well okay that one was uh, obviously here or there. I, but it's I the think thing, that's like, only obvious if you're from that area. Like, I guess. It's a house in the middle of the woods. I had no idea it was in North Carolina because I've n- never been or lived in either of those places. Mm. Um, but that was their opinion. And then people said, well, that would make sense since this is a Hollywood reenactment. Like, it's unlikely that these ghost story people are going to film, like, on location their reenactment. So, right. Um, but... 
that kind of puts the kibosh on the fact that like if I because I thought what would be interesting if they're filming the series and like real shit started happening. Yes. You know, like suddenly the ghost hunting show became real. Yes. That would be an interesting twist. And then we have all six of the main characters hmm. together. Oh, man, they just merge. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, not merge, but they're just like they're doppelgangers are running around. Yeah, exactly. Aberry says, I don't know if I like that. And one of those emojis that look like it's just a straight line. Like, oh. Like, like a man. A neutral face? Not, no, like, what, what do you call it? With It's the two dots and the straight. Yeah, that face. Yeah. That's not a good face. <laughs> uh, because the theme of this season is literally a question mark. I have no idea where this concept is going, but I hope they just go really crazy with it because I don't want to see a new show within a show every week. I worry that that is what it will be, though. Writing a whole narrative for a season is tough work, and I feel like Ryan Murphy and company are losing steam at this point. Probably calling it too early. It could still be cool, but it was frustrating watching three great actors just being talking heads the talking heads of the episode though i really love all three of those actors and i want to see them doing stuff i like the sort of blair witch backwards feel the season could have though they've covered a lot of americana horror from old hollywood new orleans the circus etc i could dig a more east coast backwards type of story that shit freaks me out so a little bit of a mixed review there any any comments Mm -mm. Uh, Lippy from Australia says, I thought the mockumentary and reenacting was campy and fun, but I don't want it to stick around for the entire season. It wasn't as in-your-face as other season openers have been, but I have high hopes it will pick up the pace. Uh, Ryan Murphy is known for starting strong and stumbling at the end, so maybe the slower start shows a more planned-out pace and storyline. And also, call me crazy, but was the O.J. Simpson chase on the TV in the background while Cuba, Go- Cubing, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> was watching the security cameras on his phone in the hotel room while the Roanoke oh, people you know with torches what? went into the house? Perhaps a bit of a Murphy wink, or maybe it's just background TV. I did notice that there was... I, I assumed it was like a traffic pattern that they were covering, but... That would be that would be neat. I would think I, that. when we first watched, I called that out, and I'm like, "Oh, the, how dope would that be if that was the OJ chase?" And then I I pa- paused it, and like there wasn't a slow white Bronco; it was just like a nondescript black sedan working its way through a block of traffic. So <laughs> I don't I don't think it was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it would have been hilarious, and I missed opportunity there, Murphy. Yeah, I'm just gonna uh, believe in my mind that that's what's happened. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and fix it for the DVDs or the Blu-rays. Uh, Hatorian from Singapore says, First thought, Cuba Gooding Jr. is really bad at auctions. <laughs> the whole documentary style is definitely some sort of commentary on the explosion of reality haunted shows. Celebrity ghost stories, the haunting of, my haunted house, a haunting. You're watching way too much of this shit, Hatorian. What the hell? It's actually not that bad of an idea because these shows must be popular. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a million of them. I would say that the My Roanoke Nightmare is just supposed to be the title of the show, just like My Haunted House. Um, I agree. And it's interesting to talk because I, I don't watch these shows because I don't believe in ghosts and I can't take any of this stuff seriously. It's just a bunch of people that are grown ass adults scaring themselves in dark and, and calling out an infrared. If the spirit of the house is here, we want to help you. Like, I, I just can't take that shit seriously. No, nah, it's dumb. Super, and it's funny because fictional shit scares the shit. Like, The Conjuring scares the shit out of me. But I watch this, t- the, this stuff on TV and it's just a laugh a minute. So, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, who wants to put bets on the over-under on the episode number where it just completely becomes bonkers crazy and takes, like, five different turns into a completely different show than expected? Episode five? How... 
so that's an interesting question. What is your prediction for when the show pivots into a away from this reality based conceit where you're cutting back and forth from the talking heads and the present day and future day and past day and all that? Uh, between three and five. Okay, so you're, he said five. You're saying three. I mean, five is about normally the time. I don't. Yeah, I, I feel like five is too long like i I don't again i don't know maybe murphy's got some stuff to make this more exciting like he strung along a show about teenagers singing for like two some people say three interesting seasons so maybe he can take this reality show conceit the the distance i don't know i just feel like i'm kind of with the other people that it's just going to drain so much dramatic tension let me check the dates here it is one two three four five six weeks until halloween or six episodes until the halloween one halloween episodes always special halloween is on a monday this year so it could be the week before the week after yeah seven would be a week after so yeah that seems about right five ish okay five six seven three wherever just some sometime somewhere between now and the end of the season i think it's going to turn around (laughs) or maybe it'll go it'll be the rare double season american horror theme Uh there's just so much he can do with the live action he's going to prove us all wrong live action or the (laughs) like he's reality working in stop motion or something (laughs) uh amy from oxford england (laughs) says this was an intriguing first episode i'm looking forward to seeing where the show goes i'm happy to see sarah paulson and angela bassett have already done more worthwhile acting than they did for the whole of hotel you didn't like pussy dynamite or what was her name? Her name was... Cleopatra Jones? Something. Foxy Brown? Something about Sarah Paulson's mouth bothers me so much. Really? Yes. Her lips are just like weird, like she's always making duck face or something. I think she has resting duck face. And it's the way her teeth are arranged inside of it. I mean, hey, I'm, I don't know. I'm usually, I have no idea why. It's, but it's, I'm, it's funny because I'm usually peculiar about people's mouths and it doesn't really nothing. No. uh uh-uh. Wow. Mm-mm. Maybe it's like I was my, my system was shocked by the dude with the jacket. Well, I tell you pinchers. what you're going to notice now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. As for the tension being lost by having the talking heads slash reenactment trope, I don't mind it at all. They did the same thing for a lot of True Detective season one, and I never felt that show was lacking for tension because of it. Sick burn, Amy, because that's too super true. That was the entire conceit of the show, and it was tense as hell. Yeah. I remember thinking, in fact, I, I think when we, me and Jim were t- podcasting, I'm like, how in the hell are they getting this much drama out of a situation that I know this man survives? Like, right. if you've seen True Detective, you know exactly which episode I'm talking about. And if you haven't, what the fuck? You should watch it. Right. And then stop there. You're going to be tempted to go into season two. You you should ignore that temptation. That's that's pride fucking with you. <laughs> uh, that's expectations fucking with you. It, it, it won't it won't help you out. Uh, Kiansek, Kianis, Kianis, yeah, Kianis says I enjoyed the first episode, but not sure I can take the colony people seriously. When I saw the costumes, I just kind of laughed, but there were some very tense moments where I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I know I'm reaching, but it would be really neat if each episode is a different story reflecting the teasers they showed. Ooh, that's a good idea. Mm. Maybe even two episodes per story. I know they mentioned that some of the teasers were fake to troll the audience, but that was from my first thought after watching the first episode. I just hope slash wish they don't have spiders because, again, that's like if they have some kind of giant spider or tons of little spiders or some kind of spider invasion, that, that it's that's going to be a, a fun one for me to watch. 
in in the sense that I'm just going to be screaming like a little girl the whole time. Spiders don't bother me unless they're in real life. Really? Yeah. Like arachnophobia doesn't bother you? Eight-legged freaks doesn't bother you? Nope. Jesus. Spiders in the eyes, spiders in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's gross, but it's something about the way... You're the opposite with me with ghosts. Like, you know, fa- real ghosts don't scare me, fake ghosts do. Uh, real spiders scare you, fake spiders don't scare me. I'm not super afraid of spiders in real life. Really? Yeah, because they're not... I mean, like... So, if, like, tarantulas scare me, like, substantial, like, if, if it's over the size of a silver dollar, that's, it's, but, like, a little tiny, like, like, little, little, like, little, little, little wolf spiders, those jumping it. spiders, they're I think so they're kind of. so fast, they jump. Daddy long legs don't bother me, none of that stuff. They always carry knives in all eight of their legs. <laughs> and their face is just knives, just knives just with knives. too many eyes. Poison knives at that. Poison knives. Fucking sons of bitches. If they look at you wrong, you're gonna die. I can't, I can't with spiders. Uh, I just can't wrap my head around the whole season being about this house and the colony terrorizing the family. It's kind of been done before with Murder House. Uh, but I am not a fan of the mockumentary narration. I don't think I can take a whole season of it. So lots of people putting Ryan Murphy on notice that they cannot take a whole season of this. So there you go. You're you're put on notice, Murphy. I don't know that they deserve all the hate yet. I mean, no, but I think that's part of being a fan is when you're nervous or you're worried, you want to talk about that because, like, am I the only one, you know? That's why, like, half the threads on Reddit say, did anyone else or am I the only one who, because you want to feel like a connection and you don't want to be the odd man out. So I think it's a valid concern to talk about this early because those are all important points. Right. Uh, Nathan P. says... Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm getting some major Asylum vibes from this season, and I don't really know why. The tone seems more horror-based than pulpy, unlike the last few seasons, and I love the tone of the season. It's great seeing Paulson and Gooding Jr. on the same side after The People vs. OJ, and I love the direction the show is going in. But then again, we've only seen an episode, so I'm getting prepared for the show to let me down again. Uh, so... Let me see if he goes into this. I, I've not seen the Murder House season. I only started watching in Coven. That was episode season three, right? Yeah. So now it's like I've seen the majority of it. I feel a lot better doing this podcast now. Is that um, true? Coven was three? I think so. Three Freak Show. Four was Freak four, Show. Five, five was Hotel. Hotel. Six is huh. Roanoke, I suppose. Feels like so much more. <laughs> uh, so do you see the... I hadn't seen Asylum either. Do, do you, some person compared this to Murder House, and you said that with the pig stuff. Um, do you get the Asylum vibes? What, what is he talking about here? I don't get it. You don't get it? All right. Well, maybe. I, I mean, I guess the Asylum was surrounded by creepy woods that had um, the the doctor, the Nazi doctor mm-hmm. from Asylum sure. experimented on people. And from Freak Show. Yes. Uh, I remember he experimented on people. I didn't. And he would just kind of like throw them out in the woods and then they would go out and like feed them. And it was really creepy. Huh? So that a little bit, the backwoods cannibal folk, the fact that there's angle Were there pitchforks involved. Nope. Any tars on heel. Yes, actually really? you're right. They were hillbillies. Fuck. <laughs> um, there's a basement in this house. <laughs> <laughs> How many bedrooms? You're right. The asylum only had three bedrooms. All the size of croquet courts or whatever. Uh, I don't know what a croquet court is. That's not a thing. (laughs) 
that's not a thing. And although the dandy the had a croquet court in his bedroom, holy shit, he did. It was uh, these are all dandy sized. It's all bedrooms. coming together. There we go, Ryan, and, uh, you son of a bitch. The asylum had a hot tub too, so no, that's a lie. Just cold baths. Well, this had a cold bath too. There was no did evidence of hot. Too? Or am I? Or am I just? We're just embarrassing ourselves as podcasters. confusing that with the horrifying real life that is the way we treat uh, mental illness in this country. <laughs> oh, you're going into like, you know, actual Nelly Bly territory. Uh, okay. Um, so he's getting major asylum vibes. Um, I We know that supposedly they're filming a dramatic reconstruction of the past events, but this also suggests that the three main characters will survive until the end. I want to know what you guys will think will happen. Do you think they survive until we catch up to the present, or that the entire interview thing is a fraud and they were actually listening to ghost versions of the characters, a concept used frequently in seasons one and five? We even had the ghost interview TV show last season with the character of Paulson. So, what do you guys think is really going on? Ghost interview. Yeah, remember she came into the hotel to channel the spirits of the dead and do a TV show? Oh, That yes. was way late in the season. That is a murder house character. Yes. Which, by the way, are we hating hotel? I thought that like hotel started rocky, but by the end, I was kind of... Yeah, I, I mean, the it. vampire children was ridiculous. I think Gaga was fun. Yeah, I thought so, too. I think the 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 murder the 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 Ten Commandments murder fell apart at the very end, but maybe that's what it is. The ending wasn't wasn't great either. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So what do you guys think is really going on? So far, they've been able to build up dread, but I think it might feel strange that they have to go the rest of the season without true mortal danger. I mean, we talked about that. What do you think about this ghost interview idea? Like that these are actually. I mean, they're. I, I said, I, is that how we're going to figure out there's a ghost inside juice? To me, if this was a ghost interview the way you're describing Nathan, they would have Sarah Paulson, you know, with her eyes half closed, channeling dead people in the chair. It wouldn't be like actual, you know, Andre Holland and Lily Robbie sitting there telling us about their lives. They would be, you know, they'd either look like Obi-Wan Kenobi ghosts or it would be Sarah Paulson channeling their voices. Right. That's what I think, anyway. Do you think this couple's divorced now? That was the other thing I wanted to mention. It does seem that way, because as much as they had this inseparable bond, they both are pretty myopic about what the others are wanting and feeling. and Not being interviewed in the same room. And they're not being honest. Oh, that's another good point. You're yeah. right. Why wouldn't they be sitting on the couch holding hands? So Right. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I don't know also about the the, the entire interview thing as a fraud. Um, I mean, that would be funny, too. Like, I, and I think we, we touched on this. If this ghost show is going to do this reenactment and they all, you know, because I I mean, what do you think about these ghost stories? Do you think the people making these ghost stories realize this is all bullshit? Or do you think that they're actually they actually think that this is real? It's kind of <laughs> like psychics. I always go I back and forth. Do they think they real. actually have real power or are they charlatans or? I mean, we've spent we've spent a lot of time in human history talking to our imaginary friends, and you know whatever it is that makes you feel better. Hmm. If you've okay. experienced loss in your life, I yeah, mean, I, 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 and I get I'm, that, but I'm talking about the guys who are going in there with like fucking infrared the ESP cameras. Or, and... No, what's the name of that? The EMG, whatever the electromagnetic, right? thing that they're, they're, they're hearing voices they're scraping and... ectoplasm samples from walls and stuff like those guys like the real like ghostbuster kind of scientist types like that seems you know 
that's not my science that you're using to do that. So no, I've had some really unexplainable things happen in my life. Sure, that have made me question that. But I think in my heart of hearts, I know. Hmm. But you didn't ask me for what I want hmm. or what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Oh, I said you didn't ask me. I'm I don't asking want you. you I don't want you to ask me. Oh, I just okay. told you what I'm thinking. Okay. What the question you ask is whether or not these people <laughs> actually, these people actually believe it. Hmm. And uh... okay, because <laughs> I think it would be interesting if they were kind of like thinking this is bullshit, and we're just making another episode of television, and during the filming, like shit gets real. But that presupposes they actually went to the real location and the hillbilly. You know, after they ran off Lily Robbie and Andre Holland, that they didn't uh, buy him out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he close up and says, I'll be side eyeing Letty Mae for as long as she's on screen as well. You should as well. You should our history with this actress and her characters would lead us to side eye her most harshly. Do you want to talk about the lost colony of Roanoke? I wanted to talk about that at the yeah, end. Yeah, draw some history on me. Yeah, because it's... It could be spoiler. It's potentially spoilers, and I know some people think that history and like the elements thereof might be, so if this is the last thing we're going to talk about, if you want to send us feedback, as always, ahs at baldmove.com or forums.baldmove.com, or we have a weekly thread where you can discuss it with us and our fellow fans. Or you can just break into our house and string up the little messages every Yeah, week. definitely. We can... It's we the are, best way to reach us. We speak Blair Witch doll. <laughs> uh, so the Lost Colony of Roanoke, if you remember elementary school... Was one of the first American colonies uh, started by Sir Walter Raleigh, uh, and it suffered a lot of misfortunes. In fact, I when I was researching this, I forgot, or maybe I just didn't know because I you know went to school in Mooresville, Indiana, and they they you know they tried to teach me the world was flat and shit like that. But um, he started a colony. Uh, came back with like reinforcements for the colony, and the colony was gone. Like they found a couple skeleton, uh, a couple skeletons that may or may not have been part of the colonists because they didn't have the fucking CSI files. How back long then. were they gone? How long was he gone? Probably a year. I don't, 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 don't ask me too many details because <laughs> I'm going to give all the details that I know. Okay. So I'll start making shit up if you want. So, yes, so he goes, you know, for however long it takes to sail back to England and get some dudes and come back. And he came back with, like, some families. Like, there was, I, I think it was, like, uh, I don't know, 87 men, 23 women, and 17 children. Uh-huh. And these guys are gone. He's like, well, fuck it. We're going to set up again. Um, and he told the colonists when, you know, because this is, you know, they, they went missing before. Uh, he says, look, if you leave mark something on the tree and if it's under duress because of indians or somebody or like because they were also at war with spain there's a lot of you know contentions for the new world put a maltese cross on the tree so i know that you know it's it was coercive it was it was a forced uh, move so he goes back and they come back at some indeterminate time later and again everything's gone two times two times so the colony is lost twice like come on rally on the tree uh, so famously, the second time they come back, there was a word uh, Croat- Croatoan, yeah, Croatoan carved on a tree, but no Maltese cross. So there's a nearby island, um, which is actually one of the the Outer Bank Islands of North Carolina to this day. I think it's Hattery, Hat- Hatter. Anyway, um, that that was used to be called Croatoan. That's also the name of an Indian tribe. So, you know, people have debated whether the colony just moved to an island or whether they were trying to, you know, essentially say who killed them or, like, you know, scholars debate to this day. 
one of the things because I thought went like to the island to figure it out. Well, that's what I thought. It's like archaeologists would just solve all this. So the, the reason they haven't is because of land erosion. They know from maps of the time that in the like in in the last hundred fifty years, over a thousand feet of coast have been have 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 been consumed by the sea. Like the island mm-hmm. has actually moved through wave action or whatnot. And if you go back to the sixteen hundreds where this colony was found, like it could be thousands of feet. That they think that the site of the original colony is actually way out into the water. So, and I guess there's like all kinds of exciting archaeology stuff happening all the time, but they still don't really know. There's a couple of, uh, there's a couple main theories. One, that they moved to the island, but there's no evidence of that. Two, that they were conquered by Indians, because I guess there was an Indian chief, the father of Pocahontas, that actually boasted the two Englishmen that he personally led the raid that killed all of the uh, villagers of the Roanoke uh, colony. But they didn't find anything or anybody? Nope. And here's the other thing, is that the houses were... This like they weren't in ruin; they were like dismantled, like you would if you were moving your colony. Like they actually took everything apart and moved it. It wasn't like burnt or anything like that. So uh-huh. that seems like that they moved and it wasn't hasty. And there wasn't a Maltese cross. The other main theory is that these wait they found the houses. No, that that like, but you would find like if you burnt a house, you would yeah. find a pile of ashes. If the houses were left there because they had to flee in terror, they would be ruins. But they were right. just gone. They like they took down the city's walls and houses before they left because that's valuable stuff. You you take it with you. Yeah. Um, anyway, the other main theory is that these colonists slowly like took sh- refuge that you know because uh, because the the second trip back because they needed to be resupplied from England periodically. Um, <laughs> They tried to get back, and they they sailed off, and the captains of the ships that were resupplying decided to try to take two Spanish ships uh, as a prize to increase the profits on their voyage. Ended up gotten captured by the Spanish themselves, and all their cargo confiscated, so they had to turn around to England. And then a couple other things happened. It took them a long time to get back. Mm-hmm. So it could be that the colonists just had some hardships, and like they had some tough winters, and they um, one of the popular theories is they they assimilated into the local Indian tribes because mm. there were for years past this there, they would sometimes see in native Americans with like blonde hair and blue eyes, uh, which would imply that they had mixed with the Europeans at that point. Interesting. Uh, and there's also like, um, apocryphal stories of like, um, Indians that spoke, spoke Welsh. Huh. Uh, and there was also like, I guess one of the like, uh, Indians claimed that they had a surname from, of the, of one of the women from the colony, like that, that was like the grandchild of one. Huh. Um, but they're doing all kinds of stuff. They're like, they're doing DNA analysis of like known descendants of the colonists and trying to do DNA analysis of people that live in the area and Indian populations and stuff to try to see like, the, this is one of the big mysteries of early American history that no one really knows. But between Indian wars and assimilation and just mysterious disappearance, there's a a lot of, like, fertile ground that you could tell stories here, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, But that is my hastily... Hastily researched and explained uh, history of the the lost Roanoke uh, um, history as I know it. Also, so I guess there was also some stones that people found that were purported to be like a diary that a girl kept and she like etched the story of what happened to the colonists and their travails but a lot most people think that they are forgeries at this point huh. that people just you know like what did, wrote well, stuff what did down. it say I didn't I, I just saw that like most scholars dismissed them as forgeries oh. and I'm like well fuck it I'm, I mean now I, I guess like Ryan Murphy 
it, that's perfectly fine to pull for an American Horror Story season. Yeah. So maybe I should have wrote, read more about those stones. Eh. Maybe next episode. Maybe I'll read that about that next week, or maybe someone will do the research for me and email it at ahs at baldmove.com and save me the time and effort. Or they could put it in a post at forums.baldmove.com. So we can all share with the class. <laughs> um, Interesting. No, that's fascinating. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, Are we... It seems like we're starting several weeks early this season. Is uh, Do you think that they're going to finally ditch the... Oh, yeah. This is the, the first time they've ever started in September. Is, is that Does that mean they're going to ditch the post-Christmas season? I should hope so because that's a stupid. Issue. I hate it too. The way they shut down for like a whole month. Yeah. Um, that would be nice if they could fit it all in one run. Yeah, yeah. So because I'm busy next year. <laughs> <laughs> you already got your 2017 yeah. jam packed, packed to the rafters. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of stuff to do. Okay. Uh, so Enjoy that's my Christmas presents chiefly. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, that is the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move for this week. Uh, We will see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Have a good weekend.